All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. I am now talking to Frank Luntz, who is called by Time magazine the most influential person in the whole world when it comes to interviews about politics. So there's so many things I want to ask you. First, let's start in case there's somebody who never heard of you. How do you start? How did you start in this business of being a pollster, a pundit? Well, I I was very nervous as a kid. It was very difficult for me to go up to people and engage them, particularly in social settings. And I found that by asking questions of important people, it would calm me down. And I realized that their answers were fascinating. And in fact, I've been doing this now for decades, and I consider myself very lucky that I became a pollster because there's so much that interests me that I'm fascinated with. And just as an auto mechanic gets to get under the hood of the, of the car and the computer technician gets to look underneath the device, yeah. I get to look behind the opinions of, of real people and understand what makes them tick. So you see us without makeup. Is that it, honey? Uh, well, I, I don't want to put that thought into anyone's mind, but holy cow, that is a great. Can I ask you, can I, I'm going to ask you a favor. What? Can I take that line and use that in the future? Because that's really good. Yeah, of course you can. You can take anything from me because I think you're terrific and I love you. And what I want to know is how did guys like Washington, Jefferson, Madison, they didn't have focus groups. How did they make it? Well, they, uh, they're smart enough that they didn't really need people like me. And the truth is, all that we do is that we provide individuals like them, individuals like you, with a perspective that you often don't hear. Thomas Jefferson did not need to know what the average farmer felt because he was creating something brand new from scratch. This is how America was founded. And it was as negative back then as it is now. They didn't need some political operative to tell them how to really attack each other with the venom that would even make people today blush. That said, they had a commitment to their country and a commitment to the next generation that was so remarkable that thank God they did what they did before pollsters. Thank God they did what they did before political ads because America may never have been created in this environment that we live in today. Before we get to peeing on this environment, which I can't wait to get to, how do you make a focus group? We have about one million people on computer, and that of every shape and size and perspective from every corner of the country, everyone from the from as young as sixteen years old to as old as I think I've got ninety six, ninety seven year old participants in the in our hard drive and we reach out to them and we ensure that every focus group is properly represented by age income education geography ideology racial ethnic and then we collect maybe we'll offer it to maybe 200 people of which 50 will decide to participate and then i just make sure that my group is representative and the key in all of this is that they have to be willing to speak up. If you interview someone and they're silent, it's a bad interview, no matter how good your questions are. I have to ensure that the people who participate, I urge them to go to my website, sign up for these focus groups, because you can get your opinions heard nationwide. 
and it's a wonderful process to to learn whether or not your opinions are mainstream. Do they get anything for this? Uh, I don't want to do this on the radio, but uh, yes, they do. We do pay them for their time. Okay. Do not do this. I, I say this overtly. Do okay. not do this because you want to make money. Yeah. Do this because you want your opinions to be heard, and we will probably compensate you for it. Okay, okay. Now that I would heard, oh, now that I've heard this, I'd like to go and ask you, how is our country going? Would you please tell me? It's really bad. Oh. And it's getting worse. And I'm afraid Election Day, I know this will air in a couple of days, but Election Day is about three weeks away, regardless of when this finally gets on the air when you're hearing me. And in those last three weeks, I want everyone to know, I want everyone to say that they will respect the election outcome. Because if you don't, if we go through another two years of election denial, our democracy may not be able to withstand it. That right now there are tens of millions of people who think the system is broken and have lost faith in democracy. I, and, and, and for those who say that there's voter suppression, that's BS. And I'm cleaning up my language. If you can vote on October 17th and 19th and the 21st and November 1st, almost every day as state has early voting, there's no suppression. Almost every state allows absentee voting, allows uh, uh, early voting, allows uh, you to vote in person, and some of them you just mail it in. That yeah. is – everyone can participate. There's no voter suppression. And on the other side, for the – for the Republicans, you know what? Every time they look at voter corruption, they find 10 votes, 15, 20 votes out of millions and millions that are cast, that there are 20 votes, 30 votes that are suspect. Our elections are the safest and most secure and most accurate of any across the globe. The system works. The problem is the candidates who are running can't take the fact that they're rejected by the public, that this is a very public process, and they don't like to admit that they lost. And, Cindy, if they don't accept it, and we continue to tell people that our system doesn't work, the consequences of that in the breakdown of society and civility and decency and respect, then the consequences will be horrific, not just for us, but for the generations to come. I know that. I also know that. I understand that our country is going badly. I understand that. That's the country. Tell me about my state. Do you have any knowledge of what's happening with our government, our governors? What's happening there? Yes, and I know that this is a tri-state area because I grew up in Connecticut. So in all three states, Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York, they're all left-of-center states overall. Yeah. And even though your listenership may be slightly right-of-center, it is likely that New Jersey, Connecticut, and New York end up voting for mostly incumbents and mostly Democrats. Now, there is a seat in Connecticut that could switch because there's a lot of voters in Connecticut – uh, uh, Maine, Massachusetts, in New England, who are reconsidering their Democratic affiliation. And there are a couple of seats in the uh, exurbs of New York City that had been trending Democrats that could vote Republican. But overall, 
I think it's going to be – it's still possible. But I think that uh, you're going to see most of the Democrats reelected with some Republican inroads. And I'll give you the two reasons why. Number one is that Republicans are actually more motivated to vote than Democrats. Yeah, okay. Number two is the Hispanic and Latino vote is shifting towards the Republicans, and they could get the highest percentage for their candidates than at any time since 1984. It is significant, and it's happening in your region country. Listen, I just came from those states. I was just in Maine. They still don't know that they're out of the 18th century. Everybody there, none of them have teeth. They don't have dentists. They're all 500 pounds. And to them, L.L. Bean is black tie. So what the hell do they know? Uh, Wow, you're feisty. (laughs) Well, I'm talking to you. I guess... You, it, and, and listeners should know that every time you and I talk, there's always one or two occasions when I have to push the mute button because you say things that I may think, but my parents told me never express. No, no, you're a good boy. You're a good boy. Okay, so pee on me nicely. Go ahead. Go. Uh, I What's happening across the country is a feeling that Washington is broken, our political system does not work, and they are desperate to get things done. They want these high prices addressed. They want to make sure that they've got access to electricity and gas during the winter months that are coming. They're frustrated with health care that they were promised was going to be affordable and and, uh, reasonable, and they don't see it. They were promised an awful lot by this administration over the last year and a half, and they don't see any of it. And they're frustrated and they're angry. They're not convinced about the Republicans, but they know the Democrats have failed them. And that's why these last three weeks are so important. But, Cindy, in the end, something's more important than an election. And I'm afraid we're going to lose a generation, and I'm afraid that we're losing the faith and trust in our country that we once had when you and I were younger. And that, to me, is an even higher priority than who wins in November. I understand that. I understand that that also speaks to my city. My city is going that way. My city is going down. What do you have a thought about New York City, which is actually the capital of the world? Yes, I do. And it is the capital of the world. And you should be concerned. For 20 years, the combination of Rudy Giuliani and Mike Bloomberg made New York the most awesome place. It was so clean, you could eat off the sidewalk. It was so safe that you could go into Times Square or anywhere at 2 a.m. and not look behind you. It was so much better that you could ride the subway at any point and and not be afraid. Yeah. And in eight years with your previous mayor, he destroyed all of that. He claimed that he wanted to help the outer boroughs. Well, what he did was destroy Manhattan and do nothing for anybody else. That is a... It's almost a crime against the residents. And I was hoping that Eric Adams would repair the damage. He's an idiot. Eric Adams is a card-carrying idiot. All he, all he does is come to City Hall and get his inseam measured because he's not doing anything but trying on suits. He can do zero. So feel free to say anything you want to say about Eric Adams. It's okay with me. Clearly, it's okay with you, and clearly, you don't mind being audited by the city. So no, I hope what do I care? Taxes. 
What do I care? My taxes are very high. I'm going to live in New York the rest of my life. I will pee on this mayor, but feel free to say anything you want to say, Frank. You're brilliant. I appreciate that, and I'm going to give him for a while the benefit of the doubt. I had a chance to moderate a panel at the Milken Conference in in New York uh, a couple months ago, and Eric Adams was a panelist. I was so impressed with what he had to say. Impressed? Was, impressed? Hold on. Hold, hold on. I'm, I'm going to try to keep myself quiet. Go ahead. Please do, because I want I because this is this is who I am today. Ten years ago, you and I would have had a great brawl on the radio. No one would have been able to hear either of us. <laughs> now I am much more respectful. As I get older, as I yeah. get through some health issues, I take what I say more seriously. Okay. He deserves the benefit of the doubt. Let's judge him after the year is out. He still has not gone even 12 months. Let's see what he's done then. I will say that what de Blasio did for eight years is criminal and he should be held accountable in no measurement whatsoever did the city improve and in fact in just about every measurement crime well-being economics education uh, health in every measurement de Blasio brought the city to its knees Eric Adams is going to need a little time to bring it back to its feet that's all I'd say I may never speak to you again, Frank, but in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, you're absolutely right about de Blasio, whose wife was mathematically enhanced and who also had been behind Eric Adams to be mayor so that she, in turn, can become Brooklyn Borough President. We sort of know that. And if you are going to say I should give him a chance, Okay, I will. I'm going to now give him a chance until Tuesday. Now, can I ask you, have you ever bet on anything like cards or horses or races or anything? I used to bet on High Lie when I was in high school. I was too young to actually do it. But I would sneak into the, into the facility in Hartford, and I used to love it. I'd lose 10, 20, 30 bucks at a time. I have bet on sports with friends. Uh, when I was a kid, we invented, actually, my friends invented the current system of betting. When I was about 15 years old, when we bet on home runs and singles and strikeouts and errors and all that stuff. And now it's commonplace. And this is now almost 50 years ago we were doing it with friends. But um, I, know the, I know the odds, and I know that in the end, the only people who actually win is the house. But yeah, yeah, I've been on stuff in the past. I know you have an appointment and you have to speak to someone in a very few minutes. So I will bring this to a close, although I'd like to talk to you for the next week and a half. Will you speak to me again in the future? Well, let's let's make a deal. Let's actually talk uh, right after the election. We can either do one just before the election. Or yes, just please. Right after. Yes, please. Let's and do it before the election. OK, Frank? Yeah, and we'll do an, an update and tell people what to watch out for. In fact, Cindy, because yes. it's you, yes, I'll even bring with me an election guide that I'll describe over the radio. People can bring their pens or write it on their phones, and I'll tell them the five key races to watch so they will know what's going to happen before anybody else does. Pro oh, thank you, sweetheart. I will be talking to you right after this program, and we'll make a date. <laughs> 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, honey. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Appreciate it. Bye, sweetie. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.